재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. As most of us know, air pollution has long been a challenge for China. And on Monday, Beijing issued their first ever red alert for smog. Chinese authorities ordering limits on cars, recommending some schools to allow students to remain home. And fortunately, yesterday, the emergency measure was lifted as thick, toxic smog began to thin. However, the city is still blanketed with this smog and pollution levels do remain high. To get a better grasp of the situation there, we're very pleased to have joining us a World Health Organization representative in China, Dr. Bernhard Schwartlander on the phone. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, sir. Uh, doctor, what does the issuing of a red alert mean? Well, the issuing of red alert means two things, of course. The first one is that, yes, I mean, the pollution levels are very high. They're at levels which are clearly bad for health and that people have to, are, you, know, you, know, you know, take protection measures to protect themselves from the bad outcomes. But it also means, of course, that it empowers the government to take certain actions which are quite significant, like reducing the traffic in the city by more than half, uh, shutting schools to keep children at home so that don't get exposed to the bad air necessarily, and a number of other things. So uh, it is important that this red alert was called for because it does show that the Beijing government starts to put health very first on top mm. of the agenda to protect people from the outcomes of smog. Now, I'm not sure whether there is some kind of um, numerical metric where it just, if it exceeds a certain number, then it automatically just kicks in, or the Chinese authorities have to make a subjective decision to issue a red alert if they did so what was the reasoning behind their decision now there is actually indeed a numerical formula that is being applied when uh, levels of air pollution exceed a certain threshold for a certain amount of time then the next level of the alert would be called for now at the end of the day, a decision has to be taken, of course. It's not a machine that actually then calls for rather drastic action to be mm. taken. Uh, this does require, of course, alert of families, of employers, of schools, of teachers. So a decision has to be taken in the end. And in this case, um, a decision included the forecast that the wind would not come, the pollution levels would increase, and that, that, and therefore the red alert was actually called on for very early uh, to not only protect people but also to help keep the levels as low as possible given the very bad weather situation. Right. As you say, and I briefly mentioned, there were some measures in place uh, uh, where the authorities had uh, limits on uh, people driving cars, uh, schools uh, being allowed to or uh, being encouraged to let students stay home. And they did indeed lift the red alert yesterday. Do you feel that uh, the government measures had some effect in mitigating it or was this largely, as you point out, uh, the weather patterns, the winds kicking in? Now, this is, of course, very difficult to judge what would have happened if these measures wouldn't have been there. But, you know, living in Beijing, looking out on the streets and being in the traffic, uh, I clearly have the impression, I mean, there was much less traffic on the roads. People didn't get in their cars. Um, you know, the measures did have an effect in the sense that I would have been afraid that if they weren't in place, the values would have even been worse. Um, now, of course, it's very difficult to judge that in the absence of a, you know, controlled trial. Uh, but in any case, these measures are important. They are important to protect the 
the health of the people. They can stay home. They, they can find different ways of working. And it also will help to some extent uh, to make sure that the very bad peaks can be lowered. Now, we've been talking about this situation for a number of years, as you are well aware, including in the Olympics, famously, where athletes were uh, very much warned and affected by uh, the level of smog in places like Beijing. What are the main reasons? I mean, here in Korea, you, we also have factories. We also burn coal. We also have a lot of cars. Uh, in Beijing, is there something unique about why, or in China generally, that why the level of smog is so bad? I mean, clearly, uh, you know, we are paying the price for uh, very rapid industrial development, which didn't put uh, the environment at the forefront for many, many years. So we're basically paying for the sins mm. of probably a whole generation of 30 years of very rapid development. And we cannot expect that, that we can solve this problem, which has come over decades, will disappear overnight. It does require massive action on a large scale on a huge uh, area, it's not just in Beijing, uh, to really uh, sustainably actually turn back the pollution threat. Um, but also Beijing, of course, it, like, like many other cities, uh, Mexico City, for example, in a similar situation, is geographically located in a, a, around, you know, it has mountains around. So there are right. additional factors that actually make it especially vulnerable uh, to smog, because if the wind doesn't come from the right direction, the smog just gets stuck it doesn't move away uh, and so it is a special challenge but one that of course can be solved as we have seen from other places here in Korea there's always been concern uh, the yellow dust coming from China the fine dust uh, uh, levels also a concern is there any fears that this current level of smog also will have a negative effect on places like Seoul Korea uh, I've, I've not heard that discussion on this specific episode, but I do know that in previous episodes, uh, when you looked at the clouds, they actually moved over a large area over a long period of time until they really dissolved. And yes, I mean, there is, of course, the possibility that other countries and neighboring countries may be affected by the smog that moves along if the wind is not strong enough. It doesn't disperse the clouds fast enough. Uh, on this specific occasion, I have not heard this discussion, uh, but I'm not in a position to fully judge where the smoking exactly went. It made big news because it was unprecedented, uh, Doctor, as you know. Uh, do you feel that the worst is behind us, or unfortunately, as you say, we're paying for the sins of our uh, generation's past, that we will be seeing more and more of these red alerts? Uh, there's two things to say. I think, one, the fact that the red alert for the first time was actually launched is important, and I think it's a breakthrough because it does show that the government does really take very concerted and strong action, and it is ready to take the difficult decision of announcing a red alert, uh, even though you know levels have been bad before and we haven't seen such a level of alert. Now, uh, I also must say that the government has clearly recognized the challenge and the, the traumatic impact, health impacts that, that uh, pollution has. Uh, two years ago, the Premier Li Keqiang has famously declared a war on pollution in mm. his speech uh, to the Congress and to the people. Um, they're investing enormous amounts of money to fixing this problem. Um, so I'm confident uh, that the situation will get better. And if you look at the average values over the year and over you know, longer periods, there seems to be a decrease overall in the pollution levels 
But again, it won't happen overnight. Right. And we cannot stress strongly enough that all of us have to do our part. Every single citizen living in Beijing, we have mm. to decide whether we choose to take the car or not the car right. and walk or take the bicycle. These measures are important and we have to implement them now to really get to the levels we would like to see. And final question, we just had those uh, climate uh, Paris climate talks. Uh, you mentioned everybody has to lend a helping hand. What do you think... Uh, organizations like the World Health Organization there, uh, the Chinese government, the average people, what more do you hope people can do? I mean, one, I think the government uh, can always, you know, everybody can always do more. I mean, there's a massive investment, but we can be very diligent with following through. Uh, but as I also said, I think the whole population has to recognize that it's a, it's a societal behavior that's behind this. It's the eagerness to everybody getting a car, a bigger car, driving everywhere, and that is not a smart thing. We have to look ahead and say, how do we want the society, the city to look like for our children? You know, when they grow up, when they're in charge, we don't want them to be, you know, threatened with the same exposure mm. of this very bad air. And that should make us change, all of us change. And I think then we really have a chance to turn this situation around. Dr. Schwadlander, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Very welcome. We've got Seoul City News up next.